Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Kicks. My name is Liv. This is M. M. Do you have a fun fact for us today? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My fun fact is that I got a new spirit guide. Oh, did you? He's a big rock titan dude. Well, that sounds like fun. Does he shoot lava out of his mouth? You should ask him. Well, when you say rock titan, I immediately think of like the titans from Hercules at the end of the movie. And one of them is like a literal volcano that is made of rock. And he just has magma that like pours out of his eye hole holes in his face. So he says he could do that for you. Sick. But I saw him while playing D&D because some other dude also has the same kind of spirit guide. So I looked at his spirit guide unprompted and then saw the big tall dude standing behind me. But you should tell me what his name is. Uh, I have no idea. You name all of my spirit guides. I think except for Sebastian. <laughs> That's true. I'll have to think about it. Where were you playing D&D at? Discord? Yeah. And where can people find oh, Discord if they want to play like, D&D with you? know where I play D&D. Yeah, but if they want to play with D&D with you and the rest of our patrons, they can find it on the Discord server, right? Yeah, on the Patreons. Is there like a specific tier you have to be a part of to get into the D&D server? I don't think so. Epic. <laughs> so today, if you guys are new to the podcast, I would like to introduce ourselves as Em and Liv, which I already did, but we're psychic mediums, best friends, twin flames, and psychic comedians. So if you're here to like learn about spiritual things in a very serious context, this is not the podcast for you. We learn about spiritual, metaphysical, and all things in between and paranormal in a very unserious way. And today we're going to be doing listener stories, which is super fun because unlike the other metaphysical and paranormal podcasts, as psychic mediums, we tell you what's going on in your story and if it is correct or maybe not. But also it's all speculation because what do we know? Are you excited? Are you? Yeah, I'm excited. I ate a sausage muffin with fennel that I made this morning, my dog, and then I had some uh, salsa. So I have all of the foods coursing through my body. Which is interesting for a breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people put salsa on their eggs. I did not have eggs this morning, though, because it grossed me out. Both are gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to go first? Okay. You ready? This one's called The Night I Floated Away by Joshua M. The year is 2012. In a small town of Madison, Indiana, the time is 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'm asleep. I felt like someone sat down on the bed beside me, and I started to feel relaxed, weightless. The next thing, I felt like my spirit was floating out of my body, just hovering above my bed. And this went on for like 15 to 20 minutes. Then as I woke up, I literally felt like I was falling back into bed. The next thing felt like someone just got up off the bed, and I was living alone. And that was my first paranormal experience, and I truly believe I had an out-of-body experience. But since that night... It never happened again. Well, I would like to tell you that that happens to me every night. Other than the person sitting on my bed. It's called astral projection, my dude. No, <laughs> I mean, I want to know, Josh, how did you know that 15 to 20 minutes went by? Did you look at the clock? Did your astral soul self look at the clock and be like, wow, this is 15 to 20 minutes of weirdness? Well, I mean, I have this new spirit guide, not the one that I'm telling you about, but the new spirit guide makes me feel months it, and you said that they make you feel months collectively, not in, like, time. They make me feel, like, how long a month would feel like, as if I could, like, hold it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I thought it was the other way around. Well, you were telling me, well, what does, what does like, 
July feel like? And I'm like, that's not what I mean. You feel it as a span of time, not yeah. like a texture or something. Yeah. As if I could pick up time in a little box. Got it. I feel months with colors and emotions, not necessarily time, which is also why I'm late for everything. So <laughs> I don't remember which one it is. Light blue. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Who's the man that's sitting next to his bed? Oh, probably shouldn't say man. Everything's fine. <laughs> I feel like it's a man too, but I also, I don't know. I did some research for another podcast that we're going to record later. And it's just like fucking with me a lot. And I can't talk about it because we're going to talk about it in other podcasts. So everything in my mind is like the dude from It's Always Sunny with all of the like red lines everywhere putting conspiracy stuff. No idea. I oh, just, you mean that meme? Yeah, that meme. Yeah, yeah, the cons- yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I feel like everything in mediumship and like spirituality is that conspiracy now. So I'm, <laughs> it's, it's hard for me right now. Anyways, I what I when you said you felt like someone got off the, I don't know. I feel like it's an old man, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's him. But I'm not sure. You mean Joshua? Yeah. No, it's not him. He's floating. Well, yeah, but <laughs> well, it I could think the be dude is like like his grandpa or something. It could be his grandpa. That would make sense. Again, I'm in the conspiracy mindset right now where like time and space means nothing. So technically, Joshua, it could be you as an well, old I mean, person. I, well, it could be his astral projected form from a future time. So like Well, exactly, which is different I from his grandpa, but I'm it so is. fucked up about it. <laughs> still think it's your grandpa, my dude, or some sort of grandpa cuz I'm bad with the great and greater whatever. Like the great 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 grandpa. I'm going to go with it's his future self, which is why it's weirder. And why do you say that? Because it looks like a grandpa, but it doesn't feel like a grandpa. What does it feel like? As a medium, my shtick is talking to human souls. And this is not? Well, it's a human soul, but he doesn't feel like someone that's related to him in like an ancestral line. It feels like it's related to him as him. Okay. And what does he have to say? I don't know. <laughs> why did he pull him out of his body he says to give him a different perspective about things but i don't know if he necessarily pulled him out of his body or gave him the feeling that that was happening but he says it's all about perspectives and something that he had to like understand to deal with stuff later so i don't know when joshua wrote this to us or when things will like make sense for him or if it just never will but he tells me it's about perspectives okay what do you think i don't know i think you're missing something well yeah because I'm not listening. <laughs> well, what am I missing? I don't know. Okay. You're the one doing the reading. Uh, <laughs> I think he's his grandpa, so mm. that's not you. Unless you're talking about his astral projected self who's floating around. No, I see an older man. It's like an older version of him. Because time and space doesn't matter. So if Well, I know, but you could also be talking about the one that's floating around. <laughs> he's old. Yeah. I don't think Joshua's old when he's writing this. And if well, we, if you that's are what I'm old. saying, it doesn't matter if he's astral projected. I'm confused. Why does he have to be young when he's astral projecting? Like when his soul gets pulled out, why does he have to look young? Well, I don't think he's seeing like. I assume he would see himself as himself at that point in time, and that the person sitting on the bag that we're but perceiving. He's not seeing himself. You are. Who? What? If you're floating out of your body, I assume yeah. that you could see your body. 
And if you can't, then you would just see yourself as yourself. But the person I'm seeing is sitting on the bed and he looks like Ebenezer Scrooge, but like not as skinny. Okay. So he's separate from Josh. But he also says that he could be Josh, which is weird. (laughs) That's why I'm confused. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Josh, I hope that gave you some sort of weird insight or perspective like this guy was trying to give you in some weird way. So our next story is from Sandy A. And Sandy A is a patron. So I wish we had a clapping button. Yay. One. Maybe I'll work on doing that. Changing the buttons to be something fun. (laughs) You're welcome. You did that with zero expression. (laughs) Do I do anything with expression? Yes. There's a lot of things you do with expression. Wow. (laughs) Jesus. Anyways, if you guys want to have listener story priority, you can become a patron. And you could also be in the D&D Discord server, which is also fun. So Patreon listener story priority and D&D. Wow. Anyways, Sandy's story is called Husband's Uncle. And she says, my husband's uncle, George, likes to interact a lot during my readings with metapsychics, which is true. This is not surprising to me since he was highly spiritual and a practical joker. As a Santeria practitioner, he once took my husband to a seance, a story for another time. He is probably super excited to participate now, but from the other side. Last Christmas at our family gathering, my sister-in-law thought it was a great idea that I tell the aunts of these experiences. I explained how I had come across Em and Liv and decided to book my first reading. This was a one-on-one with Liv where George came up, but I didn't recognize who he was until much later when I did a tarot versus psychic medium with both Em and Liv. George came through once again and confirmed who he was. After that, he continually popped in throughout the year, even embarrassing me in a game of Cards Against Humanity during a Patreon live stream. One of the aunts was excited to hear about it while the other gave me a quizzical look. I figured she didn't believe it could possibly be George. I didn't think much of it and continued on telling my stories since my sister-in-law kept egging me on. As I spoke, my voice started crackling and fading. Little by little, I felt my throat tightening to the point of having to stop. I excused myself to go drink some water and felt better once I walked away from the table. As I approached the table to continue, my voice cracked and faded again. I then noticed my one aunt with a quizzical look was turned away from me, staring off in deep concentration and was clutching at her necklace. As I focused my attention on her, I noticed her lips moving. I realized that I was probably scaring her and the look she gave me earlier was of horror and disapproval. Oops. (laughs) She was praying as she held the crucifix on her necklace and I had forgotten how religious she is and how mediumship to her is probably unholy. Little did she know that what she was actually doing was putting a hex on me. What do you think? So wait, was this lady a spirit or a person? A person. She was putting a hex on Sandy? Yes. Who was putting a hex on Sandy? Her aunt. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because she was talking about her uncle George. Uh Uh-huh. Who likes to mess with her in spirit because George does like to do that. Well, yeah, I know that. She was uncomfortable by the fact that Sandy was talking about George in a spiritual sense because she's religious. So she probably started praying the rosaries or something and was, Sandy believed. And somehow became hexed. Influencing Sandy to make her stop talking. What do you think? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. That's like how it happens in the movies, right? They start like clutching a crucifix or, or 
uh, rosaries and praying, and then the demons start like twitching, and they're like, ah, 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 ah. not to say that Sandy's a demon, but I'm just saying, like, who's the angry lady with dark hair? I don't know. I don't see her. She's like bigger. She has a big nose. Her hair is like shorter, like mid length, almost reaches her shoulders. I don't know. I don't see her. And she smells like burnt marshmallows. <laughs> burnt marshmallows. Yeah. You just walk up to someone. You smell like burnt marshmallows. And they're, I mean, no! you told me that about my rock. Yeah. When you're talking about it like it's weird. Well, but I know, but this is a, a spiritual entity, I assume. Listen, <laughs> you told me about a rock. Yeah. Well, That's what less if, weird. What if someone came up to you and, and gave you the, the insult of saying that you smell like burnt marshmallows? You did that to my rock. There's a rock, though. Rock had feelings. Jesus. Okay. I don't know. Maybe the woman you're seeing is related to Sandy's aunt who was praying, and it wasn't actually whatever she was doing. It was this woman that was like, stop making her uncomfortable, Sandy, or I'm going to make you need to drink more water. Well, I feel like she's a past life. Of the aunt? No. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. You think it's a, one of Sandy's past lives? Or Sandy was like a witch or something. Who smells like burnt marshmallows? Well, I feel like she smells like burnt marshmallows because she like smells like incense and I just like hate smelling and tasting things. Uh, I don't know. I don't see her. So it's hard for me to weigh in on that. I feel like her aunt could definitely have been influencing her spiritually, possibly. And it, Sandy's just not paying attention to it. Well, I so feel like she was getting whatever influenced well i mean i don't know what her aunt was doing but i feel like the reason why sandy thinks that is because she has a past life as a witch oh so that's what was allowing sandy to be influenced was her past life because she remembers it from a past life of her aunt doing like some weird ritual thing it feels similar so she thinks that interesting you look at me like you don't know what i'm talking about i'm trying to comprehend it <laughs> She thinks she's being hexed by her aunt, right? Yes. Well, she thinks that because she was probably hexed in this past life because she was a witch. Got it. So the feelings that she feels now is similar to the feelings that she felt in her past life. Got it. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just look so confused. No, it's just an interesting story. As I throw my phone across the floor, it's a fun time. <laughs> yeah. I hope we were able to help you, Sandy, or I don't know. I'm just glad to read your story. I read it and I was like, damn, the crucifix coming in hot. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried to hex someone before. Maybe it works. I don't know. You said you wanted to be a green witch, though. I know, but I don't want to be a green witch in the fact that like you like hex people and like do things with plants in order to manipulate things. I want to be a green witch in the fact that I talk to plants and help plants grow and the world feel better. Didn't you put a lemon in the freezer or something? That is not green witchery. That is a hex, though. <laughs> do you really want to talk about that? We can. Yeah. <laughs> we just cleaned out my freezer, too, and I literally told my husband, I was like, you see that 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 little ball of tinfoil back there? I'm like, you can't, you can't move it. It's going to stay here forever. Because she hexed someone with a lemon. <laughs> Didn't hex them. That's what a hex is, love. I know you think that it's this, like... I don't know, you like put a needle in like a Barbie doll or some shit, but like. It's the only witchy thing I've ever done in my life. Doubtful. That I did purposefully. And did I think it was going to work? 
No. And do I think that yes. it worked? Possibly. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you guys have a problem with a person in your life. Also not a witch. I'm very so. much not a witch at all. We're not experts. So if this like ruins no. your life, that's not on us. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be specific about it. So hang on. I have to go check and see what side the tinfoil is on because we can't get the tinfoil direction wrong. Give me one second. We need elevator music. John Cena. Do, 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 do. Okay. It's been in my freezer for a really long time. So I think this is the side that's shiny side out. I think it's shiny side out. Okay, so this is the thing. And please consult your friendly local witch. I think it is shiny side out because it reflects things away. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I just want people to consult their local witch and not me because it's been in my freezer for almost a year. Also, I feel like this should be a good time to... Sorry, I'm pregnant. I had to go up the stairs twice. (laughs) I think this should be a good time to call out Riot Adams on TikTok and Instagram because I reached out to them and uh, they haven't responded back, which is fine because there's a lot of our scam accounts or spammer accounts and they're probably like, screw these people. Also, I'm sure Riot Adams is way cooler than us, but they're hilarious and I want them to be on our podcast. So I'm going to use the power of the internet and tagging them in this post (laughs) when it comes out for them to come talk to us. Anyways, um, tell us about your lemon since you keep talking about it, but not what we're actually doing with it. Why is the (laughs) lemon in your fridge? How did you put the lemon in your fridge? How? Why? Okay. So we're going on another ADHD (laughs) tangent that is not about this lemon. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I took M for her birthday to go see uh an astrologist an astrologist which was yeah. a fun time and who at, told us about the lemon who told us about the lemon because at the time i was having problems with this one person in my life who was new to our life and i did not know how to deal with them in any way shape or form like so much so that i like psychoanalyzed myself i'm like okay maybe it's because i have adhd maybe it's because i I'm a little autistic and I don't know how to talk to people in social settings. And this is like ruining my life. Like, what do I need to do to get along with this person? Because if I don't, they're going to take someone super special away from me. And like, and I've been with this person forever. So I was at my wit's end and as one does, they resort to witchcraft when you don't know what else to do. So I asked my astrologist, I was like, listen, I remember you talking about a lemon thing a really long time ago when you gave my mom a reading when I was like 10. And I need to know if this is applicable to my scenario and situation because I just don't know what else to do to deal with this person. And maybe witchcraft will work. (laughs) And the witch thing to do is you take a lemon. Mind you, on the car ride home, I was so distraught that Emily and I stopped at McDonald's and got a whole ass lemon (laughs) Yeah, we asked the the lady for a lemon, and then she was like, what? I was like, I'll give you an extra dollar for a lemon. I don't care. And she's like, no, just take it. (laughs) And we got a lemon in the drive-thru. So thank you, McDonald's, for sponsoring our witchcraft. Not a sponsor. (laughs) But not a sponsor. And what you do is if somebody at work is, like, talking schmack, or they're just being horrible in your life, and you're just done with them just being crappy to you, you're supposed to take a lemon Cut a little like slice in it, just straight down with a knife on one of the sides. And then you take a piece of paper and you write the person's full name 
on the piece of paper. Like in the death note. And then you stick it in the lemon. The, the little crevice that you made in the lemon. And, and then, then it goes to their thighs and they blow up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then you take tin foil, And you have to have the lemon wrapped shiny side out. Because I guess according to our astrologist, one of her clients did it shiny side in. And what happened was all of the things got reflected back at her or something. And then her hex, which lemon, what is it, retaliated? Imploded. Imploded. It worked against her. She did it wrong. So she got fucked up. But then she redid it and it was fine. So you wrap the lemon with the person's name in tinfoil, shiny side out. So that the doll side is facing the lemon. And what's supposed to happen is anything that they say about you or try to direct towards you gets reflected and goes back to them. It's been a year. This person is now out of someone else's life, <laughs> including mine. I want to say it was like two weeks or three weeks after I put the lemon in the freezer. Oh, you also have to put it in the freezer. Sorry. <laughs> um, after you put the lemon in the freezer, I think it was three weeks. And this person contacted me and was like, I'm cutting you out of my life. And I was like, oh, no, that's working. But I don't know if it's working how I want it to be. Now it's been almost two years and this person has taken themselves out of everyone's life that they were like ruining including mine and they're just off on their own thing so I told my husband I was like whether this lemon works or not we're leaving it in the freezer because I'm gonna say it's my lucky pair of socks (laughs) so yeah my lemon has worked I think so she just lied to you about the fact that she has never hexed anyone because she did (laughs) So I guess maybe that's why I feel like, Sandy, your aunt was putting a hex on you, but not in a lemon way. You think the reason why you feel weird about hexing things is because you were had a past life where you As hexed a things? Probably. Maybe that person behind you is your hex past life, and that's why you can't see them. Smells like burnt-ass marshmallows. I mean, let's be honest. Well, honestly, I'm one of the people at the campfire that doesn't burn marshmallows. Everyone else lights those bitches on yeah, fire. Yeah, they taste better burnt. I don't like when they're burnt. I like when they're toasted. Like the burnt. outside's hard and the inside's all smooshy. And well, then you it put it on a gram. too much time. I'm and the- <laughs> it doesn't taste burnt. I'm the one that does that. So maybe that's also true. Hence why I don't burn my schmellos anymore. <laughs> I don't Is know. Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. Past Life or Vision by Caroline C. I have two stories to tell. And although they are not spooky... I can't wrap my head around what happened or what they mean. I very much look forward to your opinions. First off, ever since I can remember, I've had a certain memory in my head that plays over and over. In this memory, I'm sitting in the passenger seat of a car that is being driven by someone who I feel is not related to me. I see myself from the upper right corner behind my seat, so I can't see my face, but I can see that I have long blonde hair, as I do now. I'm between 21 to 28 years old. I also see how the car gets hit by another car on its right side, where I am sitting and how my head is being turned to the left because of the impact. The memory is followed by a deep knowing that I die instantly. Here's the thing. I've had this memory since I have been a small child, so for me, I've always had the feeling that this is a premonition and that I will die young. I've always accepted this and I'm not scared of dying i've never told my parents about this because i didn't want them to worry um i should also preface this by saying i have had horrific like dreams like this or memories like this 
but they're past life memories. So it's not necessarily that's a premonition. I should just say that before I continue. Yours aren't premonitions? Yeah. Okay. What, you think this is a premonition? No, I just wanted to make sure that we specified that. Oh, yeah. It sounded like you could have been talking about hers, but. Yeah, no, I have a lot of really horrific, like, dreams, memories from when I was a kid. And they ended up being like past life memories because I have the I have a similar memory of being in a car crash where everyone in my in the car dies. And for a while, I thought that that was just going to happen, but it was from my past life. Anyways, overall, as a child, I've always been disconnected and questioning the meaning of life. I've always had a great interest in the metaphysical and how the world works. For no reason, I was always rather melancholic as a child and as a young adult I was struggling with strong depression that included thoughts of ending my own life I am turning 30 next year and I am happy to say that I have overcome my depression for the first time in my life I have the feeling that I may in fact live to have children and build a future so my question is what is this memory Was this a glimpse into a past life? Is it still a premonition? I've asked my parents if I'd ever been in an accident as a child, but that was not the case. So that's the first story. I should also say that people that have a lot of past lives tend to come in to the current life almost like triggered from their last lives. So I usually like to tell people it's like really non-serious traumas will happen to you but you have like a visceral reaction in the sense of you almost feel like someone's gonna die sort of thing so when you have a lot of like traumatic past lives sometimes that happens when you come into your next life so what do you think Liv before I go to the next one so this is interesting because I didn't think about this when I read it to just proofread it basically and it's funny because I've been having I've had two readings in the past like two months where angels have actually talked to me on behalf of the person I was talking to or our client so it's interesting because both of these people live lives the clients where their existence is crucial to other people's survival which I feel like when you incarnate your existence is always crucial to other people's survival as well as their demise whether we realize it or not but this story makes me feel the same way as the claircognizant information I get when I talk to the angels that I did for my clients so like for example my clients were in a certain scenario or situation where a lot of people could have gotten hurt and or killed but because the person I was giving a reading to was there everybody survived and were was okay so it's one of those things where like you get pulled out of a car crash and you're like I felt like there was an angel there both of my clients felt like angels were there but they didn't want to talk to me about it and it wasn't until I brought it up that they were like I felt like there was an angel there I'm like god damn I'm getting trolled by fucking angels again why so listening to your story I get the same feeling of when I talked to those angels for those people You in this life, I feel, could have had that scenario happen, which is why you feel like it was a premonition, but you didn't because you overcame the things that you were supposed to. Does that make sense? Possibly. Because they show me that was one of the things that could have happened, but it didn't 
for lots of reasons and it influences you in a lot of different ways. But the fact that you didn't meet that possibility, because we all have possibilities in life and I feel like there's not one thing that can happen. There's things that are supposed to happen or can happen, but you have your free will and your life's choices to change it. And because of that, that premonition didn't, it wasn't a thing. It was a possibility. So you were seeing a possibility that didn't come to fruition because of choices that you made. Got you. But I feel like that information is coming from an angel because when I talk to them, it feels very weird. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a really good, good thing for you. Have you thought of the, have you been getting angels recently? Yes. Have you thought of the fact that you need to work with an angel? I don't know. We'll think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Second story. My second story takes place in 2019 when I was on my way to Croatia uh, using an overnight travel bus. I've used these bus services often before and not once did anything happen. Oh God, this makes so much fucking sense now. Okay, 100% this is an angel. Sorry. This time when I got in, I had this deep knowing that something was going to happen and that it was it would be best for me to be cautious and put on my seatbelt, which no one ever does. I did this and started watching some shows that I had downloaded on my cell phone. At some point, I dozed off listening to quiet music. I'm a light sleeper, and around 4 a.m., I was awoken by a weird noise. I turned off the music and still half asleep tried to understand what I was hearing. Then it hit me. I got a dose of adrenaline as I looked up and back at a man who was choking on a sandwich and that no one was reacting to. I jumped in my seat and realized that I was buckled in. It hit me that that was what I was feeling as I was entering the bus. I jumped out of the seat, yelled at grown men to get the hell out of my way, and threw bags out of the way to get to the passenger as fast as possible. I shoot his neighbor who was awake and then swung myself to sit on the passenger's headrest with each leg on either side of their body. I pushed his head forward, positioned my fist to start the Heimlich maneuver. Just as I was about to start, the passenger was able to unclog his throat and spit out the piece of sandwich that was stuck. My body sagged from relief and the excess adrenaline in my entire body started shaking. That was such a close call. Now, the most interesting thing about this story is this. I've always had a deep knowing that one day I will need to save someone from choking. I've been a babysitter for a few years when I was a teenager, and with this knowledge, I was always on edge during meals that one of the kids might start choking. So my question is, is this just my intuition or gut feeling or my spirit guides? Thank you so much for sharing. I love your stories so much. And M, I'm so excited about your spiritual journey and finding out that you're a medium. Here's a dad joke for Liv. Did you hear about the famous microbiologist who visited 30 different countries and spoke six languages? I know I read this, but I don't even remember what the punchline is. (laughs) He was a man of many cultures. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) That's from, sorry, Monique? Germany. Where? Munich. Thanks. Caroline. Yeah. Be gay to steer Caroline. Yeah. Live likes German. I do. <laughs> um, so, Caroline, you're one of those people, 100%, that fucking lives with an angel on their shoulder, and you exist so that other people don't get hurt. And I feel like Emma's correct with her past life thing of 
you have certain traumas about stuff from past lives, but I feel like that's one of the reasons you're alive today in this incarnation because you have this sense of understanding and knowing about stuff from your past lives and you literally work with angels to make sure that people continue existing. <laughs> you want to know what I think? Yeah. So I think in your past life, you had a car crash similar to what you were seeing. So when you were in this life, similar things happened so that it triggered those memories so that you would stop it from happening. The angel thing that Liv's talking about, I think you are like your past life is an angel. Which I think also goes into why you have struggled with feelings of depression. I feel like that's a very angelic thing when they incarnate into humans. Yeah, so. But I also think you work with an angel too. Well, yeah, but it's because she was an angel. It makes me really happy because I didn't even think about that when I was reading your stories, but you have like very almost... You have very similar stories to the people that I was reading before when angels came in. So I'm proud of you for overcoming your depression and getting how far you are today in order to not have a car crash happen and for you to save that man on a bus. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of other beautiful and fabulous ways that you may not even know about that you help keep people alive and existing and happy, which is beautiful. Okay, next one. I have to think about what I want to do. Oh, this one's a good one. <laughs> oh, wait, no, we're going to do this one. This story is by Yasmin M. And they say, the story isn't mine, but it's my brother's and a small trigger warning, abuse. It, um, it's, not, it's not that bad, I promise you. I mean, unless you think it's bad. But anyways, so to give you some backstory information, my mother and father are divorced. My sibling and I lived with our mom, but would still visit our dad. But the thing is, he's a very abusive person and most likely had negative energy in his house. That's the only abuse that's mentioned. Great. This happened a long time ago, so I'm no longer in contact with him. But anyways, I was staying at my mother's house when my brother just got back from my dad's. He told us that he had experienced something scary. He said that it was around 12 midnight to 1 a.m. when he was trying to go to sleep, but he couldn't. My dad's house is small, so my brother slept in the living room, and across from his bed was a hallway to my dad's room. He said it took him a while to sleep, but once he did, he woke up suddenly out of nowhere and couldn't move his body, only his head. So he turned his head to look at the hallway leading to my father's room, and that's when he saw a black figure wearing a top hat. I'm sorry? The hat man on my farm? On my farm? Well, it's funny because we just got done releasing an episode about leprechauns. And the only thing I can think fucking about... hate leprechauns. Is that this Stop is... giving me my sign for no. I can't handle it anymore. Do you know how many centipedes <laughs> I've seen in the last two weeks? Well, it's also summertime, though. How often do you see centipedes in your house? I don't know. I, exactly. Anyways. <laughs> I just... I When he said the top hat, I was like, oh, it might be a leprechaun. But anyways... <laughs> It was dark, but my brother said he could see a tall figure just standing there. He originally thought it was our dad, but soon realized he was having sleep paralysis. So he closed his eyes, hoping he could just go back to sleep and ignore whatever that thing was with the top hat. <laughs> but as soon as he did, he said that he heard the tall figure start to move towards him and felt the thing stand in front of his bed where his feet were. The next thing he knew it, it was violating his toes. <laughs> violating that's but, where the abuse is 
I think honestly it is. It was violating his toes, touching and licking them, giving him a one-on-one personal foot massage. And yeah, that's the story. I'm honestly so grateful I was never harassed by a toe-licking top-hatted figure or anything when I was at my dad's house. And I really think it was because of my spirit guide, Sonny, protecting me. But what do you guys think? Sincerely, not a victim of the toe nibbler. What was this called? The toe nibbler. Just making sure. <laughs> also, remember you said that you wanted people to end their listener's story by saying like, sincerely, yes, whatever. That's what I want. I know. Yasmin, thank you. You're like, <laughs> you know, uh, I think it was all that where it was like, I forget what that girl's name was, but like, dear Em and Liv. And then they tell the story and it's sincerely the toe nibbler. That's what I want. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what do you think about the toe top-hatted toe nibbler <laughs> who violates boys' feet? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so sure, Yasmin, that your brother's like absolutely traumatized. Like I've had sleep paralysis stuff before too, and then like hallucinations when I was super super sick. Because as a child, I would get like hellacious fevers, like 104, 105 fevers, and that was just normal for my brother and I. And uh, I've seen some weird shit just tripping out on Motrin and, and I don't know, being sick as a child. So this was sleep paralysis? Yes. He said he thought it was sleep paralysis. And when he closed his eyes to just make it go away, that's when the top-headed figure came over and started nibbling his toes. Which makes it not seem like sleep paralysis. I don't think I've ever been... <sighs> When I, don't I was, know. it sounds like sleep paralysis. It see, yeah, it seems very much like sleep paralysis. But I want it to be. But thank you for giving me my sign for no. A toe licking leprechaun. <laughs> Fucking hate leprechauns. <laughs> I looked up leprechauns too when I read this, and there's some demonic versions of leprechauns I, on there. I know. <laughs> I hate leprechauns. Pointy ass, top hat, hatted, pointy teeth, top hatted, like actual like monsters. Is that I how know. you see them? Yes. <laughs> They're brown. They're disgusting. They're like spiders, but worse. They talk. Yes, they have sentience more than a spider does. Thank you so much for your story. I enjoyed it. And I'm sorry for any therapy that your brother needs now from his sleep damn paralysis. leprechauns. <laughs> That's why you should never trust a leprechaun. I mean, you shouldn't have trust a leprechaun in the first place, but also after our last episode. I fucking hate leprechauns. (laughs) Okay, one more. Your turn. Okay, this one's called Dad, I Saw a Ghost. Mom, come get me. I'm scared. That's why I chose it. (laughs) Oh, because of Russell? Yeah. Yeah. What ghost hunt was that on? All of them. (laughs) Was it Fairfield? Mom, I'm scared. Come get me. Yeah, Fairfield. Yeah. And now I can't stop. It's funny. Russell is very much, uh, it, he helps my echolalia. He probably doesn't help it, hinders my echolalia. And if you want to hear the exact excerpt that Emma's talking about, you have to watch our Fairfield Infirmary ghost investigation on YouTube. <laughs> Hi, I'm Valentina, and I'm from Italy. For whatever reason, I started to follow you guys because you are funny, and the things you talk about aren't supposed to be funny, but thanks to you, now they are. So here's my story. (laughs) Thank you, Valentina. I appreciate that. 
I don't know why I started following you. It's because you're funny, but also it shouldn't be funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Very None Italian funny. thing to say. We're, we're st- why do people say that? <laughs> I love it. One time when I was eight, I'm not sure. I don't remember why I asked my dad to wake me up at 6 a.m. I think it was. I think it's 6 a.m. Sorry. I think it was the winter season because outside it was still dark that night. He did wake me up and we were in the hallway of our home talking. Everyone was still sleeping and the only light on was behind me in my bedroom. In front of me, there was my dad, and behind him, I could see the shape of the living room, even though most of it was very dark. At a certain point, something walked in the living room, but it didn't actually walk. It floated from right to left, passing through the wall. It was me. The figure was pitch black, darker than the night, tall almost to the ceiling, and it didn't have feet. It looked like it was wearing a coat, but its head was under it. Almost like when you try to use your jacket to protect yourself from the rain. All the time it reminded me of the death character from the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. Thanks. That was that was that was good. But it is still me. Because it doesn't have feet. Why? Because you hate feet. Yeah, I wish I didn't have feet. Feet are disgusting. You would be the weird thing that doesn't have feet floating through their house. Feet are almost as bad as leprechauns. Okay. <laughs> Now, it reminds me of the Terra Major Arcana, the Hermit. I mean, I was surprised, very surprised, and a little bit scared, but mustering all of my calmness, I said to my dad, who was still in front of me, Dad, I just saw a ghost in the living room. He proceeded to turn the light on, went to the living room, and said to me, I think you didn't wake up yet because I don't see anything. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) This is the most Italian conversation I've ever heard. I hope you can clarify what that was, and thank you for your hard work in making this type of spooky content. It is very helpful, Valentina. I would also like to say that I'm very Italian, so come at me if you think it's not Italian. But Why? you don't look Italian. Not that I look Italian, but you look even less Italian. And also, are you actually Italian? Yes. My mom's dad is Italian, and then my mom's... Her birth dad? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Very it's Italian. very confusing. Yeah, he's got like the brown hair and stuff. So, but uh, you ask your dad as a child, wake me. It's almost a, okay, this actually might almost be more of a German thing with like the German funny funnies on the internet. You ask your dad to wake you up at 6 a.m. as a child. I would never ask my parents to wake me up at 6 a.m. as a child, let alone in the middle of winter. What if you're going fishing? It's cold outside. It's dark outside. It's where the demons are. I want to be in bed. That's when the fish eat. 6 a.m. I want to be in bed. Because it's too cold to be lower. I'll eat goldfish. (laughs) In bed. Exactly. It's a good time to go fishing. (laughs) So you ask your dad pointedly, wake me up at 6 o'clock. And he does. And you're a child. My dad would be like, screw you. I'm not waking up at 6 o'clock My dad would be like, we're going fucking fishing. (laughs) And then... You see something that's scary and you tell him calmly, very calmly. If something scary happens, an Italian is just going to be like, interesting. And Not then necessarily. just go about it. I feel like Italians no one- are loud. I don't know where, I, I don't think you've been in an Italian family. <laughs> well, everyone on my mom's side of the family is dead. And she's also exactly. adopted. So it's exactly. hard. <laughs> so you have no idea. I don't know. We like to talk with our hands and we do yell. Exactly. But when it Why comes- would we say anything calmly? I don't know when we, okay, but when we go to watch all of our ghost investigations, are you and I ever screeching? 
I don't think I'm that Italian. I'm a little <laughs> Scottish girl. Goodness gracious. Well, I don't screech about it. I'm just like, hmm, wow, there's someone that's trying to hit me We're over the head with a frying pan. We're also very autistic. We don't know how to even look scared. Let's get fucking real. So you calmly tell your father about a footless apparition floating through the doorway. Yeah. And he tells you, I don't think you're awake. Most Italian answer. It could be German or it could be Italian. We'll ask Caroline to come in and talk about this too. She listens to this. Put it in the comments what you think. You and Valentina can talk about it. But I'm sure you probably did see some weird ass thing just floating through the through the back of the whatever. Either. Yeah, you're it a child. <laughs> it was M. It was me. <laughs> when kids are little, you guys don't have egos or children don't have egos. They have less of an ego, which is your sociocultural perception of reality. So someone hasn't told you like your imaginary friends aren't real. And if they have, you just don't fucking care because you're a kid. You're like, screw you. Little Timmy is real. And I play cards with him and he beats me all the time. So you probably did just see some weird amalgamation floating through nowhere at six o'clock in the morning. And your dad is also probably right that you were not awake because a lot of people <laughs> when I have readings with them like to tell me that they have metaphysical or spiritual or paranormal encounters when they're like in the wake sleep sort of limbo and that's also because your ego is being suppressed so yeah i just love that you wrote a story and how you appreciate our you appreciate our content and you saw me in the astral <laughs> feet. Sorry. without feet because obviously i would project myself without them because they're disgusting what if you put your feet on your hands and just walked around that would be a worse nightmare i would be the one that puts my feet on my hands and puts my feet prints on the ceiling like He's spider Deadpool. pig. <laughs> if you guys like content like this, please feel free to leave us an Apple podcast review with your best dad joke or the funniest thing that you liked from our commentary because we will read it and tell people who you are. But in the meantime, since we haven't gotten any new, new, new podcast Apple reviews, Em's looking in our Discord server because we have a dad joke section. Because it's us, you know, meta sidekicks. And she says some of them aren't finished, which is a very dad thing to do. Just start a dad joke and then just not even finish it. Yeah, they're just questions without the punchline. Oh, because people haven't gotten the punchline. Got it. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. What do you call friends who eat together? Buffet buddies? No. Don't think too hard about it. Best friends? Taste buds. Okay, I got it. Taste buds is pretty good. Yeah. I would not have gotten that. Again, I haven't reached my full dad status yet. Yeah, all of these are from Brandy. <laughs> she's ascended to her dad status. No, she's just you. <laughs> Tune in to our YouTube channel as well to listen to other listener stories or watch those funny paranormal ghost investigations that we did with Russell telling people that he wants his mom to come pick him up. <laughs> we also offer readings. I think I might be on maternity leave when this podcast comes out, but if I'm not, check our website. Em and I offer readings. She does tarot readings, spirit guide readings, spiritual gifts readings, charm readings if you're a patron and you want to have exclusive services. We also do past lives readings as an exclusive service. So you're, if you're interested in that, go down to the show notes and look at our Patreon page to see how you could get your past life reading today, today, today. Anyways, 
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to submit your listener stories, you can do so by following the show notes and clicking the link to submit your spooky story today for a chance to be featured in our next podcast or YouTube video. Yep. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. Mom, come get me. I'm scared.